You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 748, There and Back Again. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash ATA2023. That's audibletrial.com slash ATA2023. Nearly 500,000 dollars to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. And welcome to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I am your host, Medros, and with me is an empty room. And nobody else today. So we are going to talk a little bit about kind of stuff that's happened, stuff that's been going on since we last recorded and actually released an episode, which was a very long time ago. Uh, we did record it back in like December of last year, but did not like how it sounded, uh, did not like the tone of the show, so I just decided not to release it. So it is what it is what it is. So, yeah. Lots of stuff's happened since our actual last released episode, and it's big news. Uh, so the... I don't even know if the purchase had really been discussed or, or been announced when we last released an episode, but definitely there was some level of knowledge that it was happening. Uh, it has now since closed, the purchase of... Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. I think technically the Xbox side on it, Microsoft, but same overall company. And Bobby Kotick is still CEO for now. It is expected at the end of the year he will be stepping down. And many will rejoice, because he is a terrible person. There was a lot of regulatory stuff, a lot of arguments by some that... They shouldn't be allowed to. Sony made a lot of plays, uh, both in the EU, the UK, in the US, all over trying to stop the sale, which to me was a little ironic since they're a bigger player in the market than Microsoft is, and a much bigger player than Activision is. So it just seemed kind of silly to me that that was the case. However, it was all for naught that it really didn't make much of a difference and um yeah and we now we have an activation blizzard that is now owned by microsoft now what does this mean <laughs> no idea uh they've said that it'll be a lot of business as usual that's what we heard about activation buying blizzard that lasted for a while but it didn't really feel like it to a lot of people after a while that it felt like there was a lot of corporate hands in the pie so to speak one thing that is a very good thing here is that Microsoft, as part of working with different organizations to try and get the deal to go through, did make a pledge to one of the bigger unions out there that they would not do anything to get in the way of employees who wanted to unionize. Activision has been going very, very, very hard anti-union, union busting and all that other stuff. Microsoft has very clearly said, ain't gonna happen with us, y'all safe, you're, you're not gonna be stopped, you're not gonna be hindered. If you want to unionize, go ahead. You're good with us if you decide to unionize. We'll see if that actually does come out to play and if that actually happens. However, it's a good sign. It's definitely a good start at the very least and a welcome change for many employees over at Blizzard. The unionization efforts at Blizzard, I'm sure, will double, if not significantly increase. And I wouldn't be overly surprised to see an Activision Blizzard wide union within a short time. However, there are times where an, a, a company gets bought and the new owners are good and, and people feel like they don't need to unionize. 
I think there's a lot of we don't know yet going on here. So whether employees will still feel after a significant time under Xbox, whether they feel they need to unionize, we'll have to wait and see. It's not known, no way to know, and time will tell it for any significant level in that regard. So patches have come and gone. We've opened up Zerla Caverns. We've gone doing some stuff with the Dream. We've done things here, things here and there. We have Easter Kingdom racing for dragon racing and calendar racing for dragon riding. So dragon riding has kind of slowly bled into the old world and it's fully expected sometime this expansion or at least next expansion that that will be something we can do over the world, whatever it's called. Dynamic riding is what I've heard so we'll say it might be hard to say really, but we'll have to see what, ha what happens there, what, what they decide to call it. I don't think we'll need to wait too long for that. But we'll get to that, we'll get to that in just a minute. So, that I'm not really going to go into everything that's happened since our last episode, because we would be here for a 15-hour episode. And if I wanted to talk about all that stuff for 15 hours, I probably would have done podcasts in that time. Lots has happened. Lots of very cool stuff. If you haven't been in game lately, check out how things are these days. Give it a try. Spend a few bucks for one month. See what you think. It's a lot of fun. It's definitely a game that I still enjoy playing, and I'm excited to to play it when I get in. But it's not something that I play every day or even huge, long, you know, 15-hour sessions of playing World of Warcraft anymore. Most of my alts haven't really leveled much this expansion, and I haven't really felt like I needed to, kind of a, for, for my time in WoW. I do my trading post every month, and I am trying to get through some of the quests, trying to hopefully end this expansion, having actually done all the quests and stuff. There's some that I have that still require me to go into uh, places like dungeons and raids and stuff. Haven't gotten to those. At some point, I'll see if I can toss together a few friends, maybe some listeners, and, and go in to do those. But it's not really a priority to do those. I can do a lot of stuff without. And for cinematics, I can see a lot of stuff outside of the game. I just did the one where Viranoth comes to... Veldraken, that was pretty interesting, and I'm really liking the story, and I'll talk a lot more about that later as well. But let's talk about what's coming up in the very short term. If you are a Prime Gaming subscriber, uh, there is a currently a mount, the Armored Bloodwing mount. I believe it was a shop mount at one point. You can now get it for free on Prime Gaming for just $10. If you have that, you can also do Twitch Prime which allows you to actually subscribe once per month to a channel of your choosing. So definitely check that out if you are a Prime subscriber. They have a 12-month sub-offer they just announced. This will give you, if you subscribe for a 12-month period, it'll give you access to a bunch of mounts. So it will give you access to a massive Murloc mount. It is called the Ginormous Gerlock. Uh, I'll give you the Gleaming Moonbeast mount. The current mount for six month that they just did, which is the uh, Wave Strider mount, I think it's called. It's like a, a, it's a flying fish, basically. You will also get a mount that's going to be announced in January, I believe, or later this year. Uh, it's a, a mount that comes out for Lunar, Lunar Fest, uh, as well the Nightmarish Emerald Drake which will be available to you in Raffalichian Classic. You will have to subscribe for a full 12 months, or at least agree to subscribe for a 12-month period. It does sound like a really cool thing. I'm, I'm really impressed with that. If you want some mounts, 
there's three to four, maybe five mounts if you play Classic that you can get just for subscribing for a 12-month period. But that's a long time, and we all know that there are definitely times where people really can't get behind the idea of subscribing for a very long time, especially for a company which, as Blizzard is, has had some struggles in recent memory. So it's up to you. You, you choose whether you want to do that or not. Uh, nothing is saying you got to do that. All right, so what is coming up this coming week? Well, first off, we have BlizzCon coming up this weekend. It is, of course, in Anaheim, California. Thankfully, the streaming is no longer going to cost you anything. So you can watch the main stage as much as you want or as little as you want. It'll be on YouTube and Twitch. There's, again, no cost for that. They do have virtual goodies if you want to purchase those. I have not at this point. Don't know that I will. But the BlizzCon collection, if you do want to get it, does include stuff for pretty much all their games. So, looking up over the list here, so in World of Warcraft, you get a Ysergo pet, which is basically um, a Murloc version of Ysera, a Chilling Celebration banner toy, a Bound Blizzard flying mount, which is basically like uh, Elemental. Looks really cool. Uh, you get in Diablo 4 a Lapis Vein mount, a Cobalt Ensign mount trophy, and Demon Mother Countenance mount trophy, as well as Midnight Harness Mount Armor and Premium Battle Pass. Uh, in Overwatch 2, you get 1,000 credits, Murky Weapon Charm, Mystery, Name Card, Season 7 Premium Battle Pass, and a Drowned Warrior Sigma Epic Skin. For Hearthstone, you get the BlizzCon 2023 card back, 5 standard packs, 5 golden standard packs, a Mystery Signature Legendary card, uh, and then for Warcraft Rumble, which is a newer game that is actually launching in a few days as well, you get a Murloc Player Portrait, a Murloc Cobalt Skin, a Murloc Tower Skin, and then you get a 10% gear store discount for one item. Now, you get all of that if you do the Legendary Pack. You miss out on a few things if you do only the Epic Pack. In Canadian, you're looking at a price difference of about $25 Canadian. For the Epic, you do not get the Blizzard, Bound Blizzard Flying Mount. You do not get the Midnight Har Harness Mount Armor in Diablo 4. You don't get the Premium Battle Pass. Uh, the Season Battle Pass for Overwatch 2, the Drowned Warrior Sigma Epic Skin. The signature card, legendary card in Hearthstone, or the Murloc Tower skin in Warcraft Rumble. So those are the things you're going to miss out on if you, for some reason, decide not to get the the legendary. But again, you don't have to get any of it. It is entirely if you want to get that stuff. You that is entirely by choice, optional, 100%. Okay, so for the BlizzCon broadcast schedule, so this year we have one stage basically where. Everything is happening. It is simply, it's just the one. They have a bunch of stages, but most, or a bunch of halls, much like they have had before, but all of the announcements, all of the talking stuff will be happening over in the arena. Now, that in past, in the last BlizzCon and in past BlizzCons, last few anyway, was the new arena, the Overwatch 2 arena, the place they built as an addition to the convention center. That's where Overwatch 2 stuff was held. Now that is where all of the panels are going to be held. And the opening ceremonies can be over there. The what's next, the deep dives, all that kind of stuff's going to be happening over there. As always, the stuff will happen starting at 1 p.m. Central Time. That'll be 11 a.m. Pacific Time for those who are going to be on the ground in California. 
and it'll be open ceremonies, followed by what's next for for WoW, deep dive for Overwatch 2, a Warcraft Classic what's next, a Hearthstone what's next, and then a Warcraft Rumblings about Warcraft Rumble. And we'll talk more a little a little more about Warcraft Rumble later. And then that'll be day one. That will end basically, and then they'll do the contests and all the other stuff they usually do. Community night stuff is what they call it. That is I do not believe going to be broadcast at all. Then day two, World of Warcraft Deep Dive, Overwatch 2, what's next? A Diablo 4 Campfire Chat. And then a community oh community night community show guest that on Saturday night. Not not Friday night. Sorry. That changed, I guess. And then I think at the end will be the concert, which is a oh Ellie Seraphim is the name of the, the group. So if you enjoy K-pop, that may be something for you. As we have done in the past, we will be doing a broadcast covering the, the BlizzCon coverage here on Dawnforge. We will be doing it over on the twitch.tv slash Dawnforge channel on Twitch. We'll be co-streaming it, so we'll be basically showing you what's happening there, and then we'll be talking about it in the background as they as they talk about it. You can also watch yourselves, but you can also watch us do it and talk about it. We will have people coming in and out. We'll be using this as our communication method. Uh, Discord will be how we broadcast onto to Twitch, and that should be fun. I'm looking forward to it, and it should be a lot of excitement to see what's going to be coming up next. Within days of BlizzCon, we will see World of Warcraft Patch 10.2. That'll be coming out on November 7th, which is the Tuesday right after BlizzCon, and it's going to be a big one. So it's Guardians of the Dream is the name of the patch, and it basically takes us to the Emerald Dream, or a fragment of it at least. I don't believe we actually get the full Emerald Dream, much like every other time. I, I don't think we get the full thing. But I haven't done it on the PCR, so I'm not entirely certain. Uh, if we do, that'd be great. But considering the Emerald Dream in its lore concept, uh, as we've been led to understand in the past, is basically that the entirety of Kalimdor as it originally was, pre-Sundering, is in the Emerald Dream. It is basically the the world as it was pre pre sundering at the beginning of creation or at the end of the ordering, I guess, of, of Azeroth. So everything is one, and it's a massive continent. Will we have all of that? I do not know. We will have lots of really cool features, though. So much like Zerla Caverns gave us a new dragon riding mount, the sort of a snake looking one. Uh, we will also have a new one for this. It is a Fade Dragon type of uh, model for the mount there. It will be available to do dragon riding if you want. It looks basically like the large, a large version of the Fade Dragons we've seen before. Very, very simple. It's a really cool looking mount. I'm really excited to see that and hopefully get one eventually. I still don't have any Zero the Caverns one, but I think I'm pretty close. We'll see. So if you are a Blood Elf or a Druid, you are going to get some new customization options in this patch. So your Druids will be able to get a lot of customization options available all through the barbershop. You will get a lot of really interesting new features with some of the ones that don't really get customizations, like Boomkin, which is what I play on my Druid. Don't get a lot of customization options there. Like, it's basically like, oh, you can either be a druid in the Night Elf or a druid of the Tauren. It's basically just different colored fur in the past. Now we'll actually be able to get, like, bangles and actually customize our characters a little more. You know, the the, the Guardian Druids will also be able to get some really interesting customizations. 
and so on. So definitely check out those if you're interested. There will be, a, of course, a new season. Uh, there'll be some new upgrade options. And a lot of just really great features for people who are looking forward to playing the game. Of course, new raid. Uh, if you are into raiding, the raid schedule, as has been announced so far uh, for the raid Amir Drasil, is that it will launch in the Raid Fighter Ring 1, the normal Hurokin Mythic will all launch November 14th, so one week after launch of the patch. A week later, we will see Raid Fighter Wing 2, and a week later after that, we'll see Wing 3, and then 4 on the 12th of December. So there'll be a bit of time between Wings 3 and 4, because I'm sure they want to give people time to get ready for the final wing, which has the bigger bosses like Fear of the Blazing. So if you want, uh, ML Champion has a really good listing of all the different bosses from this raid. It's going to be very interesting to see what it gives you. Uh, and if you do the meta achievement, the, gl the Glory of the Dream Raider, you will get a Reigns of the Shadow Dusk Dream Saber, which is really neat. Kind of wish I could get that, but that's never going to happen for me. I don't raid, guys. You know that. And it's going to give you some re really cool customizations for your dragon riding as well if you are involved in the raid. So, yeah, that is the bare details of the raid. Uh, we also have some dragon riding updates for this patch. For dragon riding, basically, you'll get more glyphs, more traits, and, and so on. So one of the new glyphs you're going to get is ground skimming. Uh, sorry, swift skimming, sorry. Ground skimming can occur now while affected by Thrill of the Skies. Wind's Respite is a passive that gives, says, after activating Aerial Halt, experience a moment of weightlessness as the effects of gravity are reduced for four seconds. And then Second Wind, which is active three charges, three minute recharge, reach within for untapped reserves and instantly generate one vigor. I can definitely tell you there's a few times when I would have loved to have used that. Because that definitely, definitely would prevent me from like getting stuck on the ground for a good like five minutes waiting for recharges. There'll be more races this patch over in the Emerald Dream and the Whimsical Whimsy Drake will be the name of the mount. Again, it's the Fae Dra Dragon and you'll be able to, I'm sure, get it recolored to different colors because there's two different colors in this post alone. I really like the blue and purple and like the blue and purple one, but if you Think of, think of any Fade Dragons. That's kind of what it'll look like. I think it's all we have for patch 10.2, but as has happened with every patch so far of this expansion, we have more Twitch drops. So just today, Blizzard did announce that there is going to be a new set of Twitch drops for this patch. So the uh, Dottie, the Baby Alpaca Pet, and the White Riding Camel, which was a TCG mount. The, the Baby Alpaca Pet was a pro store promotion for Make-A-Wish. Those will be available as Twitch drops for the 10.2 patch. And uh, much like other ones, uh, you watch for a certain amount of time, uh, you'll get both. The four hours you have to watch, it says in the month of November. So anytime between November 7th when the patch launches and the end of the month, you can watch four hours on Twitch after connecting up your, your Blizzard account and you will get this pet and this mount. So definitely check that out if you are interested in that all right so let's see what else do we have in the news i think that's about all for the news see 20 minutes for news that's not too bad hey eh? that's not too bad at all so i mentioned at the beginning of the show our sponsor of the show is still audible they're great folks they have all kinds of books and 
for Audible, our book pick this week is going to be one that I am really excited for. I've been reading this book in paper. I got it right here. I've been reading this book for the last couple of weeks, and it is a great book. I've really, really enjoyed reading it, uh, and I cannot wait to listen to the audiobook. The audiobook for it comes out tomorrow. It is War of the Scaleborn. It's the Dragonflight companion novel, and it is written by Courtney Alameda. It is narrated by Wendy Lee. It has been a really interesting read to learn more about the history pre-Warcraft starting and after Galakron was defeated. It gives us a lot more information and a lot more details about why the primals exist, why the Akarnas exist, why not all of the primal dragons got made into flight dragons, I guess is the best way of putting it. How the ones that are in the dragon flights got turned into that. Because for me, at least, there's a lot of uncertainty as to why when we went into the Lich Chain expansion, we had primal dragons there, but we didn't have them all. Like, they weren't all primal dragons. They weren't all, I guess, as we call them now, ordered dragons. And this book gives us a lot of details of how that process was and a lot of the details around that. Stuff that is, it's kind of filling in some of the missing pieces from what we had in game and what we have from previous lore books. And I have been enjoying the heck out of it. And I'm very curious to see how information from this book is going to tie into the next patch and the next expansion, perhaps, because a lot of the stuff that we're seeing here, we already kind of got the, the threads of it in the game, like the Vault of the Incarnates and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious to see, because every book they put out ties in somehow to a patch content or a release of, of content that they had provided on in-game. Usually it comes out beforehand to give us kind of the lead-up to the expansion. I think a lot of people were expecting originally that we would have had like kind of a, a lead-up novel to this expansion that would say, tell us why we're there and what's the history of these direct theater and stuff. But they did that other ways for that little bit of information. This book gives us more, but I don't know yet, at least, how this ties in because stuff we've seen in-game is mentioned here, so we don't need to know about that stuff, but there has to be something. There has to be, or generally, there has been in the past something that ties that all together. So we'll see. I haven't quite finished the, the paper book yet. The Again, the book releases tomorrow. The audiobook also releases tomorrow. Let's give a listen to the audiobook, and we'll be back on the other side. ...hides glittering in hues of blue, black, bronze, green, and red. Each color represented one of the five dragon flights led by an individual dragon aspect. The five aspects had been the first to be infused with the Keeper's order magic, to embark on a dangerous path, to turn their backs on the natural order of things. Now they had convinced so many others to follow them into this folly. And that is again World of Warcraft Dragonflight. War of the Scaleborn, written by Courtney Alameda and narrated by Wendy Lee. Pick that up over on Audible. If you go to audibletrial.com slash ATA2023, you can get a free subscription, free trial, and see if you want to listen to this book. 
or any of the other Warcraft books, or any of the other 500,000 titles to choose from. So lots to choose from, a lot of great features of your, of your subscription. Definitely check it out. We thank Audible for supporting the show. All right, so on Blue Sky, uh, which you can follow us over there at allthingsazroth.com, and on Twitter, which is at allthingsaz, I did the other day ask a question of the week, and I got some answers. Question of the week was, what do you think we'll see carried over for the next expansion, likely announced at BlizzCon? And got some really, really fun answers. Nick replied, dragon flying in some form, though I can see it renamed since dragons were part of this expansion's theme. Uh, and Legal Wild responded to that with, I think there have been hints at dynamic flying is going to be the name I'm used. And yeah, I agree. It was the first thing I thought of. And I agree. Dragon riding in whatever form or name it takes is pretty much what I would guarantee as what we're going to see going forward. It is 99.99999% likely to be the key feature because they already have it in Kalimdor and Azeroth via the races. They already have it in Dragonflight and on the Dragon Isles and and then connected to the Dragon Isles. So it just makes sense to carry that over. And while I don't know that I would expect to see it fully take over for normal flying, because all respect, there is definitely something to be said about the ability to move over and just have the ability to control your flight, which is, is a bit of a frustration. Basically, you can either set yourself to glide and hope you don't run into anything and don't run out of speed, or you can ground yourself, rebuild your vigor, and take off again. It's hard to say, but it definitely is something that I'm very interested in seeing in the next expansion, which I think we'll see at this, at this uh, coming BlizzCon. It's been a year and a half, two years, since they announced Dragonflight, and I think we're about ready for at least word of what the next expansion is going to be. I don't know that we'll see the next expansion very, very soon, but... We'll see what, what's playable there. Toasty and Allie are both going to be there, hoping to kind of pick their brains as to what they see there. Lots of other people are going to be there. I'll be asking them what they think and, and what their thoughts are. Very, very curious to see what we get when we see this announcement or whatever's announced there. I don't know they'll announce any other patches because they're going to like literally launching a patch the day a few days after. But who knows? We'll, we'll find out at the opening ceremonies and at the What's Next panel. But again, I do feel like that is kind of the feature I expect to get carried over. I don't know what else. I've seen some alleged leaks. Don't know the, the veracity of those leaks or whether they're just wishful thinking, because that's often what we see leading up to expansion uh, announcements and, and BlizzCon events. But Subal said that we would be seeing the Drakthir being more playable classes. Could see that happening, but... It's, it's kind of iffy for me, like, I don't know, I don't know how they put that into the, into the lore uh, of the Drakthir, or, or how you'd have a, a starting experience with the Drakthir as a warrior or a mage, because literally part of your time is you waking up as a Drakthir, and you're already an evoker, so it's something that I'm not certain I believe will happen, and if it does happen, I'm very curious to see how they would do that, but we'll have to wait and see. It's hard to say without knowing, and there's so much, so much yet to come, I think, before we have to worry about that kind of stuff, personally at least. 
No emails, no voicemails. We really haven't had any of those in a long time. Shoutouts. My shoutout is to all the people who are still subscribed to the podcast, those who are still in the Discord, uh, those who still follow us on Twitter, and those who are still just playing the game in whatever capacity or level of play is right for you. So, yeah, thank you for still being here, being there, wherever you are. That is going to be about it for this episode. Like I said, a, a super short show just to catch you up on what's going on and what's been happening. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, leave us a voicemail at 1-785-ATA-WOW5 or 1-785-282-9695. You can send emails to show at allthingsazrock.com. The way we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. I will understand if you don't do that because we haven't been super reliable for the last little while. If you want to join our Battle.net group in-game, it's bit.ly slash ATA. Uh, you can check out Ali's show, Dungeon Fables, and Toasty Stream over at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. Check the show out at All Things Has on Twitter. Check out myself on Twitter at Medros and the network at Dawnforge on Blue Sky. The show, again, is at allthingsazeroth.com. The Blue Sky for me is medros.allthingsazeroth.com. And the network, I don't think we have one yet for the network, but we'll get there. Please check out our other shows for from the Dawnforge network, including Group Quest. And again, we will be broadcasting BlizzCon this week, both days, Friday and Saturday, and at least part of the time I'll be joined by Joe from GroupQuest, who will be helping me cover at least the opening ceremonies and hopefully some of the other stuff throughout the weekend. So we'll see you next time. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of BlizzCon 2023. Cheers.